0: Welcome to Time's Up Outdoors podcast episode 11. Today we are joined by Eli Carter to talk about CWD. Eli is a U of M grad. We studied mostly biology, ecology, anatomy, and physiology, and he has a master's degree in public health. He's a lot smarter than any of us. Professionally, he's an analyst in the corporate sector but a public health research scientist by training. Eli has been an avid outdoorsman his entire life. Hunting, fishing, hiking, rock climbing have all given him a strong connection to conservation and spreading love and awareness for things affecting our wildlife. That coupled with his academic background has made him sort of a self-proclaimed amateur wildlife biologist. Eli is extremely good at communicating complex info and does a much better job at discussing and answering some CWD questions than we ever could. Something to keep in mind while listening to this is this is simply a discussion on a subject a lot of us have a lot of questions on. We realize that it is a hot button topic and you may have a different opinion on some of the things that we say or talk about and that's alright. At the end of the day, we will all continue to respect the rules placed upon us and support further research in finding more solid info on this scary disease. We hope you enjoy the show.
1: So, now what? Are we good? Yeah. Are we on? Are we we live? Yeah. Can you hear me? yeah Am do we Am loud? a, a real yeah. quick rundown of what we're doing or what we're doing?
0: talking about potato skins
2: talking about skins. you have
0: There's to have bacon on the potato skins always Andre bacon chives you, know. you like chives i'm not really a chive fan i find them unnecessary yeah me too i don't want green stuff i feel like on they overpower part. the flavor a little bit they yeah. pull the palate off yeah, yeah. And it's green like if i want a green something i'd order a salad yeah let's not make this into I'm something i'm at a bar and i
2: want fucking potato skins yeah and you can't Throw fry sour cream on there you
0: can't you say sour
3: cream that's the that's like to no me bacon cheese sour cream bacon cheese sour cream
2: Boom, done. Don't overcomplicate
3: that. Exactly. We
2: don't need your garnish. You're gonna you know over engineer it it is. Jesus. Was that a fart? That was a fart. Sounds sounded like you ripped your pants. <laughs> yeah, I think you did rip your pants. <laughs> you, you definitely sure you ripped did? your asshole
3: for sure. Go on, dog. You, you have have either, he either ripped his pants or put a hole through them. Someone we were
2: driving there. to Missouri. I was sleeping. And I wake up, and he's like, your butthole is leaking. He <laughs> actually thought, he legitimately thought my asshole had some God. sort of leak in it. No, it turns out Illinois just smells like shit. <laughs> yeah, but Illinois has yeah, like you, a you bad kill smell. You your buddy. He's like, yeah, I wake up, and he's like, dude, your butthole is <laughs> leaking. I'm like, <laughs> What? Like driving through Ohio. Oh God! <laughs> Air just <laughs> smells
3: bad.
0: Like you thought it you had did. anal seepage.
2: I was cu- I was concerned about did my own too any asshole any, for <laughs> a half a minute. Do you do any potato
0: chips? <laughs> yeah. It's
2: like
1: ah potato skins. All right, so this is podcast 11. Are you sure? We've done 11 of these. Every yeah. T- are you sure? It, it is 11 because 10 was our live one.
0: Oh How many God. times have we said? Saturday, you should because, go, 11 yeah. now. I was say, 11. it's probably up to 11. Well, probably 10. <laughs> is this probably podcast, this the first is podcast one. number one. Sure. Are you sure it's number one? Are you
1: one? sure? <laughs> we haven't done this before? <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, um, anything That's to nice. start off with? Any any big news? You haven't seen
0: this yet, have you? Yeah, I pulled up the other oh. day. I have not seen a computer. <laughs> start up big
1: news. What do we got? Big news? Big any, news? Any
0: there's it?
1: no big news. I mean, big news. It's middle of deer season. Big news is secret news. So. Yeah, secret. Uh, middle of deer season. Seeing... Um, I'm not seeing shit. All my corn's still up, so.
2: We've got one dead deer on camera. Well, we got four dead deer on camera, technically. What? Autumn's Dough got shot on camera. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. true. Hunter filmed, laid out some good footage of that. Um, we recovered my dad's buck on camera. Yep. 119-inch leading the buck contest, I believe. Yes.
1: Uh, nobody, who scored, well, scored, who scored is that?
2: We haven't, but I, if he wants me to come score, I'll come score. McDonald's. Mc, yeah, McDonald's. is a short time. Yeah. It's a good buck, though. It There's definitely been good some good buck. bucks entered. There's been some big deer kill in the state this year, too, like
1: consistently. Um, we've got – who was who that other fireman that shot that other one?
2: Nick Rand shot a buck, but he's not in the contest.
1: Oh, okay. Dude, that was a nice buck, that
2: buck too. Only, he said he scores about 105. Really? Why didn't he enter in the contest? Um, Way to go, Nick Rand. He didn't. I don't know. I already talked to him called
0: him for too cool for, uh, <laughs> too cool for school. He's just a fisherman.
2: Yeah. He doesn't, we talked, I just talked to him today about all that.
0: Yeah. Anyway. He
1: uh, – yeah, anyways. I'm not seeing shit. Nico just got out of the woods. You saw what? I saw six? about a
2: dozen deer and three, and for sure, three different bucks. It might have been four. I think there was four, but I know for sure three. I had all of them under, well, all of them within 10 yards, which was kind of cool.
1: Yeah.
2: Even though they're all little dudes. they were scraping and tickling antlers and being
1: little dicks to each other. Doing some QDM. I I've like
2: owned, it. I've only, uh, oh, I, wanted to I shoot a doe ten. real bad. If we didn't have this going on today, I might have whacked a doe I was out there. Just because she kept walking by. She was
0: pretty big. I've hunted three times since yeah, you guys day. keep
2: talking shit about me not hunting. I've
0: hunted no, more than all y'all. I haven't had time. I uh, just got back from Cincinnati working, and then I was going to hunt today, but I didn't. I'm going to try to get out next week. Went opening day past the six point. Um, he stood there and begged me to shoot him for like 10 minutes. I got that on film. He's uh, and then I, the next time I hunted was with Austin saw a button buck under my stand for a while and then i had that night i had two of my i what i think
2: time management today
0: yeah what i think are my um my shooters two of my shooters possibly fighting i don't know though it was really dark you know i was probably just like hallucinating and seeing things it might have been two little tiny bucks there was three bucks one was a spike and i saw him first and then i heard something and i looked back I was looking through a little hole in the trees, and then I just saw two what looked to be big deer fighting, which I tried to film it, but it was, like, really dark. Well, at least you've got good deer on camera. <sighs> then I got down from my stand, left all my left my GoPro up in the tree, and I had to set my shit back up and climb up there to get it.
1: <laughs> it was a fun, fun night. So we got duck season, which has been a fucking bust. It sucks. Yeah, we did, we did a little jump shoot shot, 10 wood ducks out of a pond, and then... Uh, Eli and I are going tonight to go shoot, hopefully some mallards out of a drainage ditch, I don't know, but this will be the first time that we can uh, actually get out and put decoys out at a proper time. Yeah. and not hunt public. So, to segue, Eli Carter, we are joined by Eli. Um, he's actually my neighbor, and I'll let you do your own intro. What, where do you come from, what's your background? So, uh, I come
3: from, as John just said, I come from next door. Uh, of my, of my background uh, relevant to today is uh, uh, by training, I'm a public health research scientist um, with, uh, I, would, I would say, pretty reasonable formal schooling in evolutionary biology and epidemiology, um, and uh, I would say an amateur interest in wildlife biology, um, so I've got a, a pretty hard formal background uh and a keen personal interest in all things wildlife and you know in addition to all that school and stuff I'm an avid lifelong outdoorsman hunting fishing hiking camping rock climbing anything outside
1: You're a big rock climber too right
3: yeah. Uh yeah well, not as much since uh, I had my kid but <laughs> yeah so for sure changes. But yeah right everything, everything. It's hard hard to, hard to get out but yeah I uh, we're lucky we're here today for uh, a <laughs> I think it was like five or six year span I was a uh, gym rat at least two or three days a week and uh, taking trips down south to Kentucky and West Virginia and the like at least a couple times a summer uh, when the season was in rock climbing is just, it's just so easy to lose you it's just like it's I mean it's like any outdoor hobby. yeah right you know it's like oh, okay I'm gonna buy this piece of Gucci gear and then this one and this one and then oh, okay well look I got all this stuff I gotta go out and use it
0: have and you next watched uh Free <laughs> Solo? Yes, I watched Free
3: Solo and my hands were sweating the
0: entire time. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, I just heard it's free. Oh my gosh, it, it,
3: it, the public service announcement for people who don't know uh, a whole lot or have, haven't really immersed themselves at all in, in rock climbing, the stuff that the guy's doing in Free Solo is like .01% of professional rock climbers. Like this guy going out without any ropes or safety harnesses or anything like that, that's like, people don't do that and that's why there's a movie about yeah, it. Yeah, right, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Somewhat insane. Exactly. I mean, Yeah, you, you got you to have, have a little
3: bit of insanity going on, but uh, uh, you, you also have to have supreme confidence.
1: Let them out. Sorry, my dogs are being stupid. Um, probably see a squirrel. That Jesus. Was a squirrel. Yeah, that was probably a squirrel. <laughs> oh, it was a ground squirrel. Kill it. Yeah. Hold, hold on one second. Uh, Something wrong? I feel like something's wrong. Kind okay, of got to pee easy easy okay anyways yeah no so yeah
3: so follow, following uh, today or, or or leading up to today uh, it's kind of stemmed out of a you know a, a whiskey and beer laden bonfire conversation that John and I had where we started you know started going uh, back and forth a little bit talking about like wildlife diseases Keep you fixin Talking about wildlife diseases and uh, CWD, which um, I kind of knew a little bit about at the time, but uh, I've done, you know, I've read up on it, and, and uh, it's a really interesting, unique, and kind of a little bit scary in an abstract way, kind of disease. Um, CWD.
1: So that's yeah, that's where that's where we're going to transition into why Eli is here. We were out having beers in the back, and we were talking about the effect of EHD and CWD and this trip you know, e. this right before we were going to Missouri, yeah. right when we learned that uh, they just got hit with a huge case of EHD, of ADHD. and so I'm thinking like, you know, I'm thinking that I know what the hell I'm uh-huh. talking about, and then all of a sudden this dude starts breaking knowledge bombs down on me, and I'm like, well, we can't talk about this anymore, we gotta do a podcast with you, so. What we're gonna, first question is, um, he started talking about, he started talking about how, okay, just give us a brief overview, which, every this is a, Again, political subject. Or yeah, let
2: me, let me throw this in there before yeah. we get done in. I come into this whole conversation with a super negative point of view. Oh, like for right. all the listeners, that, I'm sure there's a bunch like me. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate this conversation. I hate CWD. I hate talking about it all the time because I think 90, I think it's like a <clears throat> true disease. It's a real issue. But I think there's a big push on shit that doesn't need to be fucking pushed. I'm tired of hearing
0: about it. I so, so I come in with a real negative impact on it. So, so I'm glad so, to have this conversation. Yeah, and, and also just disclaimer. We are not claiming to be experts no we're not claiming to be scientists or anything like that I mean, yeah i don't know what i'm talking about which is we figure we bring him in because he knows a little bit more than what we're gonna know about it and, yeah uh, and, and
3: again with the with the disclaimer this is right. all based on like research from personal curiosity right um, like i'm not a so wildlife based, biologist so this is
0: basically like our own research um he's obviously done a lot more than we have we probably get more angry and stop reading things my perspective on it is negative but maybe a little less negative than nico's and john when john talks he usually just mumbles and nobody knows what he's saying that's okay, fair so we don't yeah, know right. what his opinion is yet so um <laughs> I, well, we've I don't, done a lot of research on it yeah we, i think we've all with all, all is, three of
2: us is you can look at i mean from real scientists biologists whatever you want to go with there is a hundred percent facts from both, both sides of the party so who do you believe and how do you believe it is yeah. my yeah. issue with it so that's why i kind of go towards the Hunter's
0: side more than this. So, you're going towards what you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah so it true, to be, Which
3: yeah. I, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll so, I'm sure circle back to it, but I'm, I'm curious about, like, what some examples are of coming from both sides of it.
1: So, and here's, that's yeah. exactly what I was going to say, is that this isn't, this isn't going to be one thing you're not, Eli's not here to,
0: to yeah. swing
1: one way or another. He's going to no lay possession. down the facts that he's learned, and he's going to say, fuck it, you make it up. So, anyway, starter off, is what the fuck is EHD? EHD? No, wait, CWD. CWD. CWD? I'm sorry,
3: CWD yeah, being in Michigan. So e, yeah. CWD, uh, everybody knows chronic wasting disease is what it is, and it's uh, what is called a uh, transmissible spongiform encephalopathy. It's uh, and That's a bunch of like long, complicated words that I actually, I'm gonna admit, I had to practice saying encephalopathy in a mirror. (laughs) Um, TSE is what everybody calls it because nobody wants to say all those long words. And transmissible just means uh, it can be transmitted. Um, Spongiform means that it looks like a sponge and encephalopathy means it it affects your brain. Um, And so what it is, is it's a transmissible health issue, it's a transmissible disease uh, that at the end of the disease state uh, is characterized by a brain that has a bunch of holes in it uh, that uh, makes your brain look like a sponge. And uh, effectively, what happens is the disease kills your individual neurons inside your brain. And when those neurons die, that's what creates those holes in, in it. So like, it literally is just like breaking your brain down.
1: So, that, the, so the sponge form of it is, is what it looks like at the end state? Of, exactly. Okay, and so, yeah. so CWD, is it, see, I wouldn't have even known that it was a, I knew it was a brain issue, but I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, that's, and that's the,
3: the, the fact that the brain is actually breaking down is what leads to those, like, uh, characteristic behaviors that a lot of people associate with CWD. Like, okay, it looks all skinny and mangy and, and whatever, and that's because they're not eating. Because their brain's not giving them the right signals, and their so brain's telling them that's them that like an hungry. end stage. Exactly, that's yeah, like that's, far that's down. Like, the road. Yeah, that is that is like end stage clinical presentation of CWD. Okay,
0: so if a deer contracts CWD today, how long does it take before that CWD is making the deer look the way uh, you I think would think it would look? think, if I
3: remember the numbers correctly, it's about uh, eighteen months, maybe twenty-four. That is about a year and a half to two years. Okay, from the exposure and contracting the disease to the final, like end stage clinical, you know, like presentation that you would expect. You know, like with the major appearance, like like total lack of, you know, like a, what I would say, like a social inhibition, where like they are just like walking out in the middle of an open field, you know, like no, they're not right. skittish like you'd expect a deer to be normally, right. um, and that happens in the last like month or month and a half, uh, month and a half, two months. Um, it's like six or eight weeks or something like that where they actually have like that clinical presentation. So it's like they have it, and it's in their body, and, and it's got that long incubation period of about, like I said,
2: about, about a year and a half, two years. And then that final, like, two and a half, the final so, month and a half, and two that's months. a big argument for it, too, is that there's studies of it, and like, there's going to be a whole bunch of them, that have shown the incubation period can be up to seven years, and which is almost the lifespan of a wild deer. Yeah. Um, that's so that's, that's a big... Yeah, that's a bit. Nobody knows the exact numbers. I think one and a half to two is the most common that you see. Yeah. So, but then and you get these the, true the, studies of seven. Yeah. And it's like, well, what the hell? The and right. the
3: clarification about uh, that those like long spans. At least the facts that I am familiar with that I that I've seen. A lot of those longer duration spans are under like clinical circumstances. That's so if you've got like captive deer and they're exposed clinically, like okay, you know, you give them food that you know has uh, you know like the disease causing agent in it, which. Actually, I should probably circle back and talk about the disease-causing agent. Yeah, well, That's what makes it super interesting. We'll circle back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, then they're, like, exposed on purpose and then monitored. And sometimes there's, like, okay, we'll, we'll see if the, this extends the disease progression. You're
1: saying that was a, a seven-year or that was the the, uh, the,
3: longer, the longer terms like that, every, every time, and, and, you know, like I said. It, it, well, it, I mean, they
0: really wouldn't have any way of knowing if – Right. In I mean, a while. Yeah, they, they wouldn't know, you know when the exposure. They don't was. know when the exposure was. They can exactly. find a dead deer that's seven years old and say a guy was killed from CWD. It might have got CWD exactly. last year or a year. Right. Exactly. exactly.
2: I think they get that two and a half because that's where you get you hear that people talk about or one and a half to two and a half. You hear a lot of guys say that the younger bucks are more likely to get this disease, mm-hmm. and then the, longer, the younger bucks number well, one that's get what shot Q, sooner. Well, that's what the QDMA people put out. Which right. Is, well, it's a study and it's a Fine. fact, and that's real numbers off it. But that's number no, no, that's
0: not what the KDMA people put out. Because if that was the case, then we should be killing the young every buck. young buck yeah, we see, right? Well, because they're the ones that are spreading. Definitely yeah. one of the so things. It's, they it's so it's, it's bucks disproportionately. Uh, have have
3: a higher statistical likelihood, and that's just that just goes like it's a behavioral thing. Because they're, so 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 they're more social. Because they're more social. They're moving from group to group. The females don't range as far. Let's let's go to back to, to
1: uh, how how is it spread? Is oh that, yeah, I think that's yeah. That's, a, that's that's one of the biggest that's, things that it's you really know, everybody knows how TB spread. Everybody knows, but you're talking about a bunch of scientific shit. Yeah. So what's really
3: interesting about uh, CWD specifically and uh, those TSEs, which is you know CWD is a TSE, those transmissible spongiform encephalopathies. And um, those illnesses, so CWD is one of those TSEs, and there's a handful of them. Um, but those diseases are characterized by the disease-causing agent, um, which is something that's called a prion. And what a prion is, is you know, you've know, got proteins in your body, proteins, you know, it's like that's what makes up all the you know, functional, everything in your body. Um, a prion is a protein that's malformed. So, a protein to function correctly in your body has a really specific three-dimensional shape. Um, you think of it like a key in sure, three dimensions, sure. and a prion is a protein where you know if it, 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 it's one of its like folds, in its three-dimensional shape is messed up, and that creates the disease state prion. Because a prion protein is like a it's a naturally occurring protein in your body. Everybody, you know, we all have them in our bodies right now. But a disease state prion. Is a malformed protein
1: that is that looks like a, a, a regular. Well, it's that. got a different. It's got a
3: different conformation. Okay. it's got a different three-dimensional. Well, so shape. how
1: what stops the body from rejecting something like that?
3: Uh, they're just not. From you mean like what stops the body? I, I guess. I don't sure. Know. So like,
1: it, like you were talking, we were talking about, um, and I'll push it a little further. That like when you, if 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 uh, if I get a prion, let's say in my bi- or, you know muscle tissue or something. And okay. I, sure. And yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, so, if t- so um,
3: specifically with, with, uh, with a prion, like we're talking about the prion from CWD, for example, um, it is, right now, like, like there's no scientific evidence, no clinical evidence that humans can be infected by a prion, a CWD prion, um, and Blood-brain barrier. Uh, blood-brain barrier and species barrier, there's, there's little <laughs> subtle distinct differences in protein structures from species to species. Why do back up and, and yeah. what
1: the hell is a blood-brain barrier?
3: Blood-brain barrier is uh, you know, you've got the blood that's going through your veins mm. and it gets into your brain, you know, the you know, blood yeah. is cycling through your brain. There's actually a physical barrier. In between, like your venous blood that's pumping through, you know, like your arteries and goes sure. through your heart and whatever, it has to pass through an actual physical barrier inside of your body in order to cycle into your brain. Oh, okay. And there are. So a filter. Yeah, exactly. exactly. There's a bunch of. The, that's the Filters di- out I, CWD. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly a specifically a what filter. it is for. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, blood brain barrier it, uh, might be part of it, um, but a big thing is that the way that prions propagate as disease causing agents is. When a disease state prion comes into close, like physical proximity with a non disease state prion, like a healthy, natural prion, it actually induces that healthy prion to change configuration into the messed up state. And that's how you end up with these big aggregations
1: of it moving so, through your body. So more, it's more or less like a cancer to where it, it not, I guess a cancer is, is different,
3: okay. but it,
1: it, it tells the other proteins in its brain to change as well. And that's how one, one small microbe of it could be so detrimental to. Yeah,
0: exactly. Okay. But humans have. So now, so there's. Mad there's cow a, disease is the same.
1: So that's, that's actually
3: like a, a, great, a great segue is, is, is right. why CWD is unique. Is yeah. that mad cow disease uh, is transmitted differently? CWD, and then there's one other TSE um, called scrapie that affects sheep. Yep, yep. Um, so CWD and Scrapie are unique among TSEs in, in that uh, an infected animal actually sheds those prions okay. while it comes out in their saliva and their urine and their feces and it's in their blood and, and all that. Um,
0: Which goes back to how it's spread.
3: Exactly, yeah. And, that, and that's... Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of disjointed and out of out of out of order here. You'll forgive it's me. A, I should have brought no, yeah. I should have brought notes. It's in, the times of podcast, man. Um, of but I, uh, uh, like like uh, mad cow disease, for example, uh, is, I mean, it's just as lethal yeah. as CWD is. Like like the thing about a TSE is that it, it, as soon as you are infected with a TSE, it, it, it's literally like as soon as uh tSE takes hold in your central nervous system it's a death sentence there's hundred percent there is a one hundred percent mortality rate uh associated with any kind of a tse okay um and uh the thing about you know like like mad cow disease for example is that the prion has to actually be ingested uh-huh. it, it can't it, um it has to be ingested and it doesn't uh it, do, it doesn't, like, uh, eject or, uh, off, of, off of the uh, diseased animal. So, like, a cow... Doesn't shed it? That, yeah, a cow that has BSE, which is the, the, the clinical... It stands for bovine spongiform encephalopathy. Yeah, right. um, so, so a cow could have BSE. And be standing... Like, in a big group of cows. And none of the other cows will get it. Oh, but the reason that we had that big outbreak, and I think it was like over in Europe of, of mad cow disease, was that somebody decided, oh, we're losing a lot of protein efficiency here with these cows. You know, like you're raising these cows for meat, and somebody decided, hey, there's a lot of bone meal and muscle tissue and brain tissue and bone marrow and whatever uh, that's going to waste. So why don't we just take this, you know, like awful offal, awful uh, the offcuts from these cattle, grind them up, you know, process them a little bit, and put them in as a protein supplement. Ah, okay. And so it got into this positive feedback loop where one diseased animal got into the food chain and then it propagated out. And uh, the, so, so, so that's, how, that's how it spread, was because uh, animals were actually eating that diseased uh, tissue.
0: Sure.
3: But the thing about a, a TSE, like mad cow disease, is that you can break that infection cycle by just not eating the infected flesh. Okay. Um, the other thing about uh, BSE, about mad cow disease is that it's actually transmissible to humans. So if, if a human were to eat. So that's my, that was my main question. Is yeah. Why is
0: that different? Why is that able to transmit to humans, but CWD still, like at this point they haven't. And, and wasn't it the case in the beginning of the mad cow disease thing, they said this can't transfer to humans and then something changed and now it can. Now I think that's what people seem to worry about with CWD is like yeah. right now they say it can't, but. Because that's what I always hear, well, it can't transfer to humans, but exactly. so mad cow disease couldn't at first either. You know, that's yeah. kind of like and, your argument
3: And uh, one explanation for that uh, could be something like incubation period, like uh, creutzfeldt jakobs disease, which is the human equivalent of mad cow mad disease. Cow, that's, yeah. that's, that's like what you call when a human gets the, uh, you know, the prion disease. Um, it has like a, a long incubation period. Um, there are some estimates that it's it's like yeah, I think like twenty thirty.
0: Meaning 40, you wouldn't 40, even know you have it. You wouldn't even know
3: you had it until way down the line.
0: So like we could possibly we could be we able, could possibly sure. be infecting ourselves with CBD, CWD, and not know until we get dementia. 20, right,
3: right now there is no evidence to suggest right, that. Right, right, right. No, no, so no. be, be careful about, about saying that. Yeah, yeah. you don't want you don't want to alarm anybody. There's I no, mean, I meant like a hypothetical. A, like, yeah, okay. I mean hypothetically, yeah. sure. There there is. I I really like this. Um, you know, in, in learning about uh, CWD, um, I listened to a couple of podcasts with a wildlife biologist mm-hmm. uh, a guy named Ryan Murphy. He was there are two terrific podcasts. One was on Joe Rogan Experience, and the other was an episode of the Meat Eater podcast that this guy, this guy, and Doug Duran yep. were both guests on. And the way that he describes, okay, well, what are the chances of you know like a person being susceptible to CWD? Um, is he says there is a small non-zero probability where it's where it's like look it's 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 unlikely right now there's no evidence to suggest it but the probability of it happening isn't zero
0: well and i i read a it seemed like a hype scare article where they where the article i read on the surface was yeah it transferred they got they found it to transfer to a macaque or whatever the monkeys are and so when I read that, I was like, wow, that's kind of scary because we're very similar monkeys. Mm-hmm. And then I read an article about that article, and what they didn't tell you is that they literally took injected it and injected it into his brain. Directly into his brain, So, exactly. yeah, you did. And that's what pisses me off and probably you is that you read stuff like that, and then you read another article later on, and you're like, well, these guys are like the, the does that, um, that got it from urine. They were yeah. like they were like force feeding yeah. these they, fawns they, feces yeah. and urine. For they were days. killing
2: fawns, trying to give them. Trying they to were give literally them drowning disease. them, drowning them, and trying, in trying urine. to yeah with urine, blood, and shit. Yeah.
3: And, 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 and so, I mean, I I, I totally agree <laughs> with that. Is it's, it's like at a certain point you, you wonder about like what's responsible journalism, what's responsible reporting? And I
0: don't think it's I, I, I think it, the irresponsibility doesn't lie with the research. Because the scientists are just doing scientists. Yeah, like they're trying effects. to figure yeah. out the but exact reason. So do, do whatever you gotta do, that's fine. But the research, or the, the journalism on it, yes. when they just say, yep, a monkey got it.
1: Yeah. Instead yeah, of yeah, saying, yeah. a
0: monkey got it, but this is how the monkey got it, and the reason why they're doing this study is this, and blah, 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 blah. They didn't do that, they just and leave it out. It's and then, be, it's because and then my mom like, is that, sending me yeah. the article, and my fiance is sending me the article, and like, we can't eat our deer, it's like,
2: Okay. Well, that's where I, that's where I have come in with a, this two very different sides, because one group will put, will put that article out, a monkey got it. Yeah. And then there's another group who puts out, the monkey got it, but this is why. Exactly. So why... Because it's is just it, like, that's not a it natural... It doesn't make sense yeah. that these aren't on the same team to me. Why is science not being played as science here? I uh, or at they, least, again, why it's, is it not being...
1: Reported again, it's not the science. It it's, it's, it's journalism. It's the journalism, yeah, right. it's a, exactly. and now you're talking about politics. I, I was going to say that
3: that gets, that gets very political. That's, that's what now, makes
1: me pissed. Exactly that's the politics of it you, it you, so you, you
3: can ask the same question about vaccine efficacy. You can ask the same yes. question about
2: whether yeah. or not the earth is flat. It's around. exactly like that. There's science to say all kinds of different exactly. things. Exactly, exactly. But there's always two different
1: sides to it. Because the scientists are back absolutely on board, and it's just the two aspects of it, just fully based on what the what the other person's agenda is. And okay, let's say let's say somebody that is fully against hunting deer in Michigan want to share that article saying that, okay, yeah, this, this meat's infected. You shouldn't hunt this and we shouldn't do this and because it's got this disease, now we need to pay the money to do this and that, when that pushes their p- political agenda. And then on the other hand, you have the hunter saying, no, it's actually not because this is- Well,
0: take, see, and uh, I love, I think QDMA is an awesome organization. I think they do great stuff, but they're, they, I feel like they propagate some stuff about CWD that it doesn't, I don't even know that they're putting out wrong information, but what what I see trending is that they put out only information that will still allow them to also continue their QDM policies. And it's like, to me, I'm like, well, hold on a second. I've read things that say that these... What's wrong? Oh, the coffee maker? Yeah, it's just diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> just got coffee in the back. My bad. I needed a gun their cup. No, so so now what I see is like, okay, so you're picking and choosing what you're saying. And to me, like I've commented on some of their, they probably hate me. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't blocked me off their page. But I've commented and been like, I've read stuff that says that you should... Why does it take so long? No, I'm
1: just saying you left my refrigerator open too. That's sweet. <laughs> Your <dog>. I was <laughs> going to say something. Yeah. As soon as you were done talking,
0: the dog's got his head. I wasn't in done in there, <laughs> but, but why, why is it, so we're like, what we were talking about a little bit ago, there's, you're saying younger bucks, you know, are more susceptible to having this disease. People so people So why aren't we, yeah, exactly. Some people say this. So how come QDM isn't, saying, isn't showing those? Why do they only believe the ones that seem to coincide with QDM policies when uh, that's a whole, there might be- Yeah, saying, that's, that's, a, that's a whole, a whole political, political subject. Yeah, saying, that's a right. whole that's ball of And that's what but, irritates, it irritates me. Oh, because, it, it does.
3: And, and, that's, and that's, I feel like, the problem with, it, to me, in, in the course of my research, what I, the, again, disclaimer, my personal conclusions that I drew is one of the biggest- difficulties in properly addressing, managing, whatever word you want to use, CWD specifically, but any sort of a, a threat to conservation or to hunting or anything like that is misinformation, lack of, correct, uh, lack of cor- being correctly informed, uh, things like that. And, and people going and trying to make intelligent decisions, Right with incomplete or incorrect information or even just misleading information like like uh, uh, another another one like a great example from um from one i don't remember one of those podcasts with with uh, that guy ryan murphy was was talking about um i think it's actually Brian Murphy now that i said that since we're on here <laughs> I'll correct myself um but uh, was uh, people talking about um, I think it was actually Ted Nugent went on somebody's podcast and started talking about, "Oh, you get more mortality in deer in a winter die-off than you do from CWD." And he cites a, an academic, like scholarly article that has like good methodology and good approach and whatever, and fails to mention that that is number one from a study that was conducted like 15 years ago. And would, when like the disease was still in its early states of emergence, and hadn't quite had the traction and, and the, you know, the, the uh, prevalence rate that it has today. Um, and the other thing, you know, that you, you kind of leave off of the end of that statement of oh, there's you know bigger mortality incidents with winter die-off is that uh, you know the scientists make that statement about like right now this does not seem like a significant source of mortality, but they're worried that it will. This study should be used as a like a, a jumping off point for future research okay. and that you, you kind of end up like i was saying is one of the biggest risks is, is misinformation and uh the difficulties that that creates but the other thing is scientifically we're at a point where we kind of just don't know certain things mm-hmm. and that's you know and, and again we, Strain into you know, political conversation here. You're talking about you know like some of the efforts from the DNR. I I, I know uh, like you specifically talked about like oh okay we'll take my deer in for testing if I want to get it mounted what am I supposed to do? It's like you, you're placing the onus on the hunter, but at the same time, those kinds of policies are if you want to approach it from an evidence-based
1: you know like like perspective, things like that are are almost necessary. That's fair, and that's fair because, and. I'll, I'll be uh, the first one to say that that I I don't want to be bothered with checking my deer in. I don't want to be bothered with any of it. But I also, in the same hand, I can't say that I don't want to be bothered with this deer check-in and, and have to fuck around and get my deer mounted or processed. In the same hand, I also do want solid evidence to say this is exactly what's happening. This is exactly...
0: Well, and it, with, the, so, with the deer checking stuff, there's they got to figure it out an so, It's an
3: information gathering. Like yeah, but survey. they're very
0: behind the eight ball with... They suck at it. With making... Like last year, I shot two bucks, and both times I shot... Both bucks I shot, I got different information about what to do. And it didn't make sense to me because they said, you have to take this deer to a check station. You have 24 hours. They said, well, I would like to get it shoulder mounted, and it's... Shit, I had to work the next day. We, uh, me and John recovered the deer at like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. on like a Sunday I was wondering
3: if that was when you when you posted that thing if, if that was yeah. a hypothetical No, if that, that was, was, like a, actual that was actually thing.
0: happened to me and what I was told was you have 24 hours from the time you recover your deer to take it to a check station mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where you take it and I said But I thought I wasn't allowed to take it out of the county that I'm in they literally told me you can take it Whatever check station you want. Yeah. So that's that, I had to read the the regs on it
3: like two or three times. This is the DNR I I told me this. Yeah. This was this was so the printed, printed in this year's uh, like hunting regs. Yeah. They disambiguate that a little bit. They say you have to if you're hunting within either you know the, like the core zone, right, or the or you know the wider management zone. Um, and I'm in the management have, zone. Okay. okay. So what, Jackson County or something? Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, if you're in one of those zones. You can't transport the deer outside, outside that zone. Of that
0: zone, you can go into the core zone unless you present the head within 24 hours. Yes, okay. which that's and that is where, like, so when they told me that, yeah, they said you can go. So I said I can take this deer to work with me tomorrow, and which is what I did. We drove the fire truck to yeah. the DNR station downtown at Atwater. Yeah. I didn't know there was one there. Right. There yeah. Is. No, that's like their. Home we took base, it there. Southeast. Went in there. The guy did did his thing, aged it, whatever, and um. My, my thing was this, okay, so the reasoning behind not being able to transport deer from county to county and taking a, a deer from the CWZ management zone or core zone into a clean zone, we'll say, mm-hmm. is because they don't want it to spread. Exactly. So they don't want that deer carcass shedding prions into a clean zone. Okay.
3: But okay. What, what they want to do is reduce the, the possibility of it because as soon as you take that deer out of the area... You, you just kinda like don't know how it's gonna be handled. Like, like I, I have every confidence that if you were taking a deer in like, like the CWD management zone, you would dispose of the carcass properly and you know. Right. Um, but they don't know that people are gonna do
0: that. So what's the difference if, uh, so they're like well you can take it anywhere as long as it's in 24 hours. Well I put that deer in the bed of my truck and I drive it to Detroit. Whether it's 24 hours or 48 hours or 26 hours, it's still going. The it's same still distance. doing the same thing. Yeah. I'm still driving a potentially infected deer yeah. through clean counties, and then again, after I took it to the deer state, the check station, they take the little lymph nodes out. Or no, they didn't. I had to take it to the taxidermist. He cut them out. Yeah. I took it to the taxidermist that night. I took it to his firehouse. Yeah. Uh, the other one I shot, I wanted a European mount. I I had to take that to a grocery store at noon on a Sunday and meet the taxidermist in the parking lot. He was like the manager of the grocery store. And he's like, yeah, I'll make an exception and do it for you because yeah. you got to go home. But it's like, there's why, why don't they have these people at the check stations? Why can't I take my deer to the check station and have somebody cut out the lymph nodes and I can go on my way? That, to me, would... Cause I would do it. There's yeah, a check station yeah. uh, five miles I, from my I think, property. I think probably the simple answer is: I mean, you got to pay, you gotta pay it, somebody to be there. Not, not right. saying that I'm not going to follow the laws. I'm yeah, going to yeah. follow the laws. Period. Whether I like them or not. Yeah, and, but, I, and I think that and I think you know, that's I mean, the that's
3: the difficulty with surveys like this is you have to balance data collection, and that's and I think I, I'm I'm not sure. You know, like again, I'm not an expert on it, but but I think that the whole point of the 24-hour rule is to like induce prompt response like yeah. you, you got 24 hours so take care of this right now
0: get it done yeah exactly yeah, she's so pretty and, much and,
1: saying hurry up and hurry up and do it it's, then, it's and then and then you can wait
0: 3 weeks to hear from us right exactly so something that i think about a lot too is that you know they say the, D, the, the, the cwd i don't know what what's the how long have have they said it's been in michigan do they think oh that's a good question I, I, it's a, been quite a long time yeah i it? think it was I know the first cases
3: were out in Colorado in like the 70s. I think, I want to s- yeah, and of course, somebody's going to fact check me on this probably, but I want to say There's it was... There's only like
0: 10 people listening to our podcast. Right. Okay. Well, and you're one of them, so it's not. <laughs> 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 Who's so, it going to be? <laughs> so is there anywhere in the country where... An um, entire, it's like a, in the 90s, I think. Was there, the is there was anywhere 70s. in the country where an entire population of 2015,
2: serving. the
0: first CWD deer was found in Michigan. Okay, well it wasn't the first, in the 90s first case, so so in, but that 20, was quite, that's in Michigan. In Michigan, yeah. The first case
3: was described out west in somewhere. the seventies. In the seventies. So, so in, it was in Michigan. Now,
0: now, when did they start testing deer for CWD of Michigan? Probably then. I, I think, think 2016. Well, that's okay. Right. So that's my point. Is that don't you think that maybe they keep saying the more we test, the more we find? Exactly. Yeah. Well, that that makes a lot of sense. If yeah. I'm not testing, if I'm not getting tested for HIV, you're never gonna know I have it. Yeah, I don't have HIV. Yeah, I don't know good. What wow, yeah. I was
3: gonna say that's the, you kind of kind of went zero to
2: sixty there. <laughs> um, so, so they uh, found just a quick just a quick number going off of what you said basically. Yeah. Total CWD positive slash suspected positive deer. This I is only only, like, I think it's only like two percent, one eleven, 11 out of fifty
3: eight thousand eight hundred and fifty. Okay, okay so eleven
0: deer. 500%. Out of fifty-eight thousand. Yep. So the thing, like according, according to twenty-nineteen Michigan. Yeah. yeah so goes.
3: the so the thing about CWD is, and this, this goes back to how it's transmitted. Um, the thing about CWD that makes it, in again, in, in my opinion, deserve at a minimum attention.
0: Yeah, I agree on that too.
3: The fact that, you know, I was talking about how it has these conformation changes and and it changes the shape of these proteins. Normally proteins are really environmentally susceptible. So you you change the the ambient temperature around a protein by a couple of degrees in either direction and it stops working. It starts breaking down. And that's why things like overheating and fever are really dangerous. Um, You stop getting protein function. That's why like hypothermia is a big, you know, like, like, like your organs start shutting down and proteins stop working the way they're supposed to. It has an optimal range. And with normal disease-causing agents, things like bacteria or viruses or even fungi in some cases, um, killing it's pretty straightforward. You know, you're like, okay, heat it up real good, let the sun irradiate it or do whatever, and it breaks down on its own. You know, even super infectious things like measles are only infectious for like two hours. Yeah. But the thing about a prion, a disease-state prion, is that this change in its, in its conformation, this change in its three-dimensional shape makes it extremely resilient. It makes it really, really uh, resilient against temperature changes. It has to be heated up to, again, the numbers are, are I should have had some notes in front of me, but I, th- I think it was something like 600 degrees Celsius you have to heat it up Jesus to. Christ. In order to disassociate the prion. Um, it's pretty much not killed by irradiation um, what was that the temperature that you had to heat it up to? I I, I, was, I, 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 I might be misremembering it, but I
0: think it was like 600 Celsius. So you got to burn it. Well, I I had, I had read somewhere that burning it didn't work. Like, they, mm. like if well, it's in a field and you burn the field, it well, doesn't work. Well, that's the water. thing it's is, not is not how hot yeah, does a yeah, it field, does a fire, right. does a surface yeah, burn it? Right. 600 you know, it's, Celsius. Yeah, I was going to
3: say, yeah. you, got, you got to get like steel forge temperatures. Right. Light, like, you know, cremation
2: temperatures.
3: So what like a
0: volcano eruption That'd be sure. great. Do we
2: have any volcanoes yeah. in Michigan? No. Now, here's my, <laughs> yeah. my the biggest reason I think I have, a, one of my
0: yeah.
2: reasons I had such an issue with it. Yeah. So, the deer population in Colorado mm-hmm. is higher than it's ever been. Yep. Despite CWD being there, as we've known, for the longest. Yeah. So, what's, what is the biggest reason for panic other than there's a chance of that happening? Same with Wisconsin. They yeah. killed all the deer, but the deer all came right back.
3: Yeah. So, I, uh, like the people killed the deer. Yeah. So so deer populations. I mean, you you can have population movements, and this just goes back to this is I'm I'm drawn back on, uh, you know, under, undergraduate ecology, which was like ten years ago. So bear with me, as I try to remember this <laughs> stuff. Um, but uh, the the whole thing about uh, population, you know, booms and busts is that they're affected by a bunch of different variables, pretty much simultaneously. Yeah. So you can have something like CWD that is exerting downward pressure on population size because of mortality related to the disease. And you can have, due to, you know, like maybe targeted cullings, for example, if you're like, okay, well, let's shoot the bucks. Um, The does are still around. The does are still getting mated and uh, they're, you know, breeding and, you know, a lot of times when you have uh, high, uh, you know, like mortality instances and stuff like that, I'm sure you guys are all familiar with the yeah. idea that, that you've got like a high, you know, like deer mortality rate uh, over the next handful of years, the does will start having higher instances of twins and stuff like that. So the population wants to rebound and when you're managing it, it kind of will, but that doesn't mean that there's not another force that's pushing up against it. It's, it. it's, you know, like say, okay, the deer and, and Totally, not arguing about. It. Never argue with any of you guys about you know deer statistics. i I'm truly, It's
2: a curious thing <laughs> But, me but
3: really. uh, it's just because the populations are high doesn't mean that they're threatened. And the other thing too is not, um, not threatened. Not threatened. Not
1: threatened yeah. Yes. Yeah. Saying, yeah. Yeah. Yes. You're fair. Yeah. I, I, I said it's the opposite of what I meant. So, <laughs> and that—that's what I was going to go off to. Is that? That's what they said. The best thing. They said essentially the best thing for a a, a population of. Anything is to kill it. Mm-hmm. It's to hunt it. Like when you when you think about looking at, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna reference back to the meat eater podcast mm-hmm. where they were talking about the cougars, yeah, and the, the path of the puma, and they said that the the, the cougar population in Michigan was decimated until they started hunting them. Because now you're putting for one you're putting more money into research and wildlife mm-hmm. by buying tags and doing all this stuff, but you're also you're also getting the the population down to a point to where, like you said, it wants to rebound, and yeah. to where they're going to find that you're making more ecosystem for bigger herds or bigger groups of these cats to move in and do the same thing. So, like he's saying, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, is that it could be absolutely it could be dying for mortality rates of CWD. But in turn, the population is just yeah. coming back well, and rebounding itself.
2: So, just the argument against that yeah, that
1: you're yeah. going to get from
2: hunters that don't want to buy into the mm-hmm. politics part of it is, well, then just like any other disease that has pretty much come and gone, and mm-hmm. just like you know, why don't we get a bad winter and the turkeys die, they rebound. Yeah. So, why do we feel the need to like there's fucking snipers going out right now, laying out giant deer herds as if any deer know any anybody who knows deer knows if you kill the deer from this area. Another mature buck is going to take that area. Yeah. So more deer are going to go to that area.
0: Well, and not only that, but let, let's say let's say, we, let's say we put a bubble around Jackson County and we somehow kill every single deer in the county. Boom. Mm-hmm. Dead. Every deer is dead. There's no more deer with CWD in Jackson County because they're all dead. Mm-hmm. We clean up all the bodies. They're all gone. Open up the bubble. New deer come in. Oh, the these, new deer deer have, these new deer have it, CWD. And and I was going to say, say that's exactly... The
3: concern I was going to say I, I couldn't have been set up for that point better is is that the the concern is exactly like I was talking about that persistence that that resilience. The thing about the CWD prion is that it is it it is environmentally persistent and, right. and it's unique. You know, CWD and, and scrapie, like I said, is unique among TSEs in that they are. An infected individual is constantly shedding that disease agent while they're infected. Yes. And and you know whether they're still in their incubation period or in that final, cl- you know, you have obviously greater concentrations of the disease agent when you're in that final stage, um, because just because it's multiplied itself up to a higher threshold. But uh, even when you have you know like like an early infection and it's still incubating, um, you're shedding prions, yeah. and since those prions are so resilient, so hard to remove from the environment, uh, you have I think the best estimates that, the uh, upon you know when i was when I was reading up on it, I think the, the current estimates are anywhere from ten to twenty years for the CWD prion uh, like the disease state prion to Disassociate and stop being infectious. Right, I've heard that too. Yeah, exactly. So, ten or so twenty years from the time that from 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 the time that it's created and really shed out into right. the environment, from the time that it's created and shed out into the environment, ten or twenty years is. Yeah. And, and that, again, that's that's kind of shooting from the hip about you know, you're talking oh. about one of the big obstacles is what you know. What do we know? There's we no not way to know. know. Yeah, I mean, is, is you know, are you going to go out and sample the soil that you know is contaminated over and over and over again? So, for me, to me, I I feel
0: that. But out of all the research I've done, what it's, which, I mean, I'm, when I say that, it makes it sound like I fucking read about this all the time. I read pretty much any article that comes across my newsfeed. feed. That that's my, the extent of it. And every now and then I'll dig a little deeper. Yeah, sure. But from what I've read, what I've listened to on podcasts, all that other shit, what I've come to the conclusion in my own mind, and I might be dead wrong because I'm not a scientist, It does not seem as if this disease is controllable at all. And what yes. irritates me is... I feel like all these regulations and rules and laws and everything, like I don't mind having to check my deer, I, That whatever. I, I don't know, like and maybe they are more than I know. I feel like more money from research needs to be going into something, some way that they can, because read, I read an article one time where they, where they were t- finding that there are deer that aren't, they're not resistant to it, but there's deer that have, uh, it, maybe it was that they were resistant to it. There was, it was a longer incubation period. There was yeah, there was like a genetic code that they were able. And I was like, well, why don't they figure out a way so that they can get that more that genetic into yeah. the deer herd? Right. Start start working on an antidote rather than trying right. to. Right. Rather than trying it. because yeah. like, to, and but I'll how do you this, create an antidote
3: for a protein? Right. By a lot. Yeah. You know, bio- biochemically. It's no, so I, think, thing that you,
0: I yeah. think that you. I think that from what the what the article was saying is that the only way that they that this person thought they could control it was by harnessing this genetic this genetic code that was in these specific deer and figuring out a way to get that genetic code to be prevalent in the natural deer herd. Mm-hmm. And that way, the natural deer herd would naturally be less susceptible to the prion.
3: Yeah, but the last research that I read about inoculation efforts, the last research that I heard, read, I, I, it all kind of blends together where I picked it up from. But it, it's bouncing around in there and I'm, I'm sure it's factual. <laughs> um is is that um they attempted inoculation on i don't remember it, it was definitely a cervid. it was definitely you know like a deer yeah. animal I, I don't remember if it deer, was a like caribou or, or an elk, elk or something but they introduced some sort of a genetic marker or or had individuals that had this genetic marker that had been observed in the environment to be associated with lower instances of cwd that's diagnosed. And what they found when they did a clinical study on it was that it actually had an extended incubation period. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was like, instead of a two-year incubation period, it was like five years or something
2: okay. like that. Which would be huge for whitetails. Which would, oh, which yeah, oh, would be enormous.
3: Yeah. You basically, you'd basically have an incubation period that was the lifespan of the deer. Good. But then you come back to- Aside from the fact that you're eating that. Exactly. That I was going to say, then you come back to the problem of you've got these deer that are living their entire life, with this infection incubating in them, and they're shedding this infectious agent, and, and at a certain, you know, like that's, like so you're, kinda, it's kind of hard to look at that yeah, and call it a win. Well, you know? it,
0: yeah, because to be honest with you, regardless of what I feel, if I got a deer and it tested positive, I'm not feeding yeah, it. Yeah, P- PSA. I don't, I don't know that I could. I'd
3: PSA for the other nine listeners. Uh, the CDC and the WHO they don't currently really recommend: if your deer tests positive for CWD, oh. don't consume it. Yeah even though they're, yeah. Even, even and I don't think no that I could, to, I really I don't. don't. I, I wouldn't be able to, no.
0: I'd like, like mentally, I, I, wouldn't yeah, able, I, would. I wouldn't be able to do it, I
3: wouldn't be able to feed
0: it to my family. Imagine if 30 years from now your kid gets dementia, you're oh, gonna yeah. think it's your fault.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's my, it's probably my, just yeah. for time restraints, my biggest issue with the whole thing, and it's really not even a science thing, it's just a hunter's version of the whole yeah. thing. So the biggest issue with CWD is that it's, it can potentially kill our deer herd, as far as like a conservation mm-hmm. point, right? That's yeah. our issue. That's a concern. I do not understand the fact that if the deer are going to die, we need to kill all the deer. Right. I can't get that they are culling the shit out of deer and dropping tags. And if this, the prion is going to live there, no right. matter what, for no, what the, the fuck is the point of killing is, the deer?
3: Yeah. So the, so the idea, the only, the, 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 the best examples of, of effective intervention, basically the, the, the consensus is if there's not CWD in your area, you don't want CWD in your area because right. of that environmental persistence. Right, right. And the idea behind culling, and this was, uh, I'm trying to remember, it was a European country that had it, it anthropogenically introduced. It was it was transported by humans, people into a different geographic area. Right. Um, and it was found, I believe, in a caribou population in. I read this too. I think it was Norway. Yeah. And their response to it was, All right, we're drawing a line. right? You know, we're drawing a line, and that's going to be the boundary. And they just culled the entire herd unit everything.
2: they literally killed all of everything. everything
3: like everything. scorched earth
2: you mm-hmm. sow the land
3: with salt kind of a thing oh no yeah and have declared that they are going to continue like targeted cullings the fuck was that oh, i have <laughs> no idea <what> <laughs> the <one. old
1: laughs> tree. A, tre-
3: oh a tree just was? like <laughs> <over>. I, think <laughs> I, think I think it's i think it's one of your dogs You think your dog Playing in the
1: hops took a tree jesus. with jesus
3: <laughs> actually no because both your dogs are on the porch that's yeah. what i'm saying he
2: came from over there oh. yeah
3: Okay. Somebody yeah, just threw a tree. In there.
1: In there. <laughs> that um, was terrifying.
3: Yeah. I think, I think it was the abominable snowman. <laughs> um, or a grizzly bear.
1: <laughs>
3: um, but uh, then, they, then they, they've pledged. They're like, okay, well, we took out this entire herd unit. And for, I think they said like five years or something, which is on the very lower end of the spectrum of what estimates you are for how long. Kill they're it. like, we're just going to kill it all. We're not going to let anything live in that area. Um, and that's really... You know, to your point about about like culling, that's really the only way to do it right. is to eliminate the pop because it comes back to like I was talking about earlier about like uh, mad cow, yep. where you can interrupt the infection cycle and that with CWD because you're shedding that infectious agent into the environment. With 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 mad cow, you're not shedding it into the environment, so it's a different animal. But with CWD, since you're shedding those prions into the environment and they sustain for so long, seriously, like the only way to be sure is kill everything. For upwards of 20 years. For for yeah, for upwards of 20 years, and and it's it's one of the and I'm, I'm for for the record, you know, as as John said, I'm not sitting here being like, oh, we should kill everything and Hell you know, leave yeah. everything fallow for 20 right, years. Right, right, right. But you have to, at least I have to, think the devil's advocate position and be like, well, what else are we gonna do?
1: Right. Well, yeah, sure. that's, exactly.
3: exactly. And and I know that that's like the crux of it is, like if if it's if it's like, yeah, I think I think it was you, Scott, that's, that said, you know, like. If there's, is there like like no way to stop this infection? it's like, well, what do you do? Yeah. Sure, but in, in it lives my, forever. My and I, I, get that. Like that's it's not okay, a living that's thing. That's the only though. thing to do. It, that's, that's that's and that's the difficulty of it. Is it's, it's literally it's a protein. It's a clump of molecules. It's not a vi- it, like it's it's not a living thing in the sense that like a bacteria or virus or kill fungus it. is. There's a big difference
2: kill. too between being able. It, let's say that's a, This is what we want to do. This is our real thought process. Yeah, we're going to kill all the deer in these 15 counties or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Well, with caribou, you can draw a line. They're a herd animal, and they mm-hmm. migrate. Whitetails migrate long, just long ways. go wherever, so wherever the they want. Is. And that's the thing. So, I'm, I just don't understand. Wouldn't so even, like, be, even if that's not it. the idea, which it, as of right now, it's not, because you can't kill them all I don't, legally I don't see that being so, socially viable. Right. So, right. So, never, whole, mi- never
3: mind feasible to, yeah, exactly. to execute on.
2: So then the whole idea of hiring and paying for snipers to go out there and shoot these fucking deer either. by the hundreds and then lower doe tags, I don't, it doesn't make any sense because anybody who knows whitetails, which is the biggest issue with this, is that these people that make these fucking rules don't know whitetails, No, more deer are going to pile in there. If you kill the dominant buck, and no one's taking over. If you kill the breed doe, and no one's going in there. They're just exactly. going to keep funneling there. You're just spreading it was shit out. Like, it's
3: like people introducing gun legislation and talking about high-capacity assault clips. Yeah, fucking idiots. <laughs> <Yeah>, right, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's kinda, look, it's kind of hard to take you seriously when you yeah. obviously <laughs> don't know what you're talking Here's about.
0: Here's a video of this guy shooting an AR-15. Well, so I just I just it's a, a pump-action 12 game. I just read something the other day saying that they found that bleach yes effectively gets it off. good of the yeah surface. good
3: news is bleach bleach kills it it disassociates the the well, protein yeah. Start but spraying
0: bleach you can't
1: what are you going to you say you're not going to you're not going to spray spray bleach around everywhere yeah, right you're going to go bleach though but here's the thing is
0: that I, so um, what that what that was a win for was butcher shops yeah exactly because that's, there's, that's a like lot, there's a lot meat. there's oh, a lot there's a lot of one of the things that when like last year i was talking to a guy that does deer and they, they were saying like there's places now that are saying we don't do deer anymore because they do of, we know concerns. we know that it's not a problem, but yeah. we don't want it to be. The problem. person who who comes here with their cows doesn't know that, and they're not going to come here anymore because we process deer. Yep. they don't want it mixing. Yep. yep. So uh, that was now now that they can say, well, we bleach everything,
1: and so that also helps too with like uh, I can imagine disposal, and mm-hmm. so. If, I'm just let, gonna
0: bleach my deer let's I'm say yeah it.
1: let's say I get <laughs> let's say I kill a buck and it tests positive or whatever and the DNR they say do you want your meat I said no dispose of it then they can put it into a giant pit with bleach and fire and so, kill it. so well. I,
0: so here's the other thing I, I don't even know what the rule is here I know yeah. that if you kill a deer and you get your results back and it says positive they'll give you another tag yes what if what if it's January 3rd by the time you get your thing back. Can I still go out and kill another deer? No, probably not. That sucks. Yeah, it does. But, you know, you're still keeping the antlers and stuff and
1: I don't know. I, said, I want the meat. That's the most important part. But yeah. that pisses me off about yeah. that pisses me off about the whole thing is that okay? Like if if that's our effective, <laughs> that's our uh, intention is to kill every deer in Michigan just so you know for the next twenty years. Well, I don't think okay. it is. Okay, all right. Let's say it's not. Which is not. It's just a, literally just a quick reaction force of a of a, a solution. Yeah. And say, oh shit, we got to do something. Let's kill them all. But people who think like that, we got to kill them all. You know, the CWD is so bad. Like, listen, you. What is going to happen ten years down the road if we did that? If we mm-hmm. killed every single deer in Michigan for the next twenty years, yeah. what what happens twenty years from now? The deer from Ohio. There's going to be a trophic up.
3: cascade. There's, you're either <laughs> going to get displacement from I out of the that. state, or you're going to have a trophic cascade.
1: Yeah. Well, what and is a trophic cascade? I
3: tr- excuse me. It. Uh, the the we're best talking example. talking a couple of fucking hillbillies. The, here, right? the the best example of a trophic cascade was. Um, I, I'm guessing you probably read about the reintroduction of wolves into oh, yeah. uh, Yosemite. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yosemite National Park a couple years ago, and it indirectly changed uh, the course of a river. Yes. And, the oh, idea, yeah, yeah. and the idea there, was, yeah, the yeah. And, and the idea was, the wolves prey on the deer, the elk, or whatever was right there, whatever survey it was, I think it was elk actually, yep. um, and then since the elk population was pushed down, the elk were browsing like the aspens or something, yep. or the willows or whatever, that were on the banks of the river less, which led to beavers displacing yeah. to different areas. That's called a trophic
0: them. cascade.
3: And, and basically what happens is, is you have what's called trophic levels, trophic. it's an ecological principle. Um, and basically, uh, trophic level has to do with like what area of the food pyramid you're at. So you know, like, like a, a predator, like a coyote or a wolf, is at one trophic level, and then the cervid, or the, you know, the deer or whatever that they eat, is at the next trophic level down, and then the grass is at another You're trophic level. are talking about food chain all the way exactly, down to the ecosystem. Exactly, is just trophic, trophic, yeah, trophic. Yeah, trophic level is, yeah. Is, is like your position in the food chain, Yeah. and a trophic cascade is where you mess around with one link in that food chain, Change and you see system. echoes of it throughout the entire thing, throughout the entire system. Sure. Yep.
1: So, it's like if you if you killed every deer in
3: Michigan, there'd be a trophic cascade for sure. Yeah. It, 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 unless oh God, like yeah. unless like you said, you just have individuals that displace from uh, external areas. You know, come in from uh, you know come in from uh, up, up from Ohio or you know up in the UP, coming out from over in Wisconsin. Yeah. Or right, they're going to.
1: Yeah, Wisconsin
3: or, or Illinois. Wisconsin with, yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah. Exactly. That's a
2: that's a big thing too. That a lot. My issue, like, so I hunt i hunt on literally a county line road yeah well shiawassee county is part of the outer ring of this whole thing and genesee county where my house is less than a mile away is not yeah i cannot take a deer home Without presenting it for testing, yeah. From show, which is like, oh, I, that can, sucks. You know, I right. can fucking throw a football to my I house. I mean, <laughs> and I was going to say, and that's the other thing, is, is uh, it's
3: kind of it's kind of uh, like a 24-hour uh, thing where it's like an arbitrary line where a county line yeah. is just your convenient area. Yeah. You know, if you really wanted to get technical about it, you could say it's it's with a, you know, you could treat it like, a, like the PFAS restrictions where it's like within so many miles you know, of the this. the radius of this one yeah, location. Yeah, except for I think that it's just from, you know, like like a, uh, uh, like, like a, a Literacy with reading maps, and you know, it's, it's easier yeah. to say if you're, you're hunting host, in Jackson you know. County. Yes, you have to yeah. present yeah. it People as opposed to if you couch. are 15 miles away yeah. from this point on the map. You're like, oh, am I going to get out my slide rule and, yeah. you know, yeah. my my, uh, my my sextant and check my bearing? Yeah, right. and,
0: <laughs> and, and. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's there's so many different. I mean, you can get into the baiting thing. You can get into yeah. it, like everything. In forever. and the, I say, the and the thing about baiting is just that it aggregates. I don't even care. The thing about baiting is like I don't hunt over bait. Yeah, I no. did my whole life. I don't have a problem with people who do. Yeah. But what I hate seeing is all these guys getting online now acting like there's some kind of like virtue to them that they don't hunt over bait like they're better than someone who does. Yeah. And they're on the QDMA page writing comments you know, that belittle guys who do. It's like, you know, you're going to turn a lot of hunters away from hunting because exactly. they literally can't. What if my only day to hunt is November 15th every year? I can get out there one day. I got the weekend before. I you can go throw out some you bait. You do everything you can. I can go out there, throw out some bait the weekend before, and then get out there for maybe one or two days. You know, why am I less, less important as a hunter than you are? Because you get more time off of work. If, anything, for, if You're anything, a super boat if, hunter, and you hunt this is funnels for, and... That's for another podcast,
1: because that, the thing that, that pisses me off, because I love that guy. I love that so guy that like goes out one day a year But well, you and see these the guys guy, online still just, buying a tag. He's still paying the well, money. You know what's
0: going to happen? That guy's not buying a tag anymore.
1: No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I love that guy because he's not fucking with my deer herd. Probably he's not going to accidentally <laughs> shoot my monster buck because I've been hunting this thing all year. He's not going to, I mean, my he biggest, might
0: accidentally shoot it, but he's still buying tags. He's still buying a license. My biggest problem is like with baiting for me personally is I take my kids on the youth hunt every year and, and it's putting bait, putting the kids over the bait and and I, and they I don't care what they shoot, and you're I, yeah. get deer And to I got into that. an argument For with sure. a guy about it on QDMA, and he was like, well, why don't you teach your kids how to hunt, like, actually hunt? Because because now this new age hunter, they're so much better than everybody. Hunting over bait isn't actually hunting to them. Because so they're I 12 said, because and they have e- limited they're, attention span. They're, they're right. eight, yes. dude. <laughs> I have an hour with them. Yeah. It depends on the temperature. Exactly. I don't have time to take them out and scout in the summer and show them everything that i've learned over the accumulation of yeah. 20 years of hunting yeah. that came with time my my way of teaching them how to hunt is get them i just want to hurt. get them into it exactly, right now. exactly. and now you i can't, can't hold yeah. over and that's, and
3: that's one of the biggest takeaways Which we killed three on these so the, i can't complain Awesome. Oh, yeah. That's one of the biggest takeaways you know people are always asking about cwd you know if, if it's you know this thing that we're not quite sure how to intervene on it um, the takeaway from it of you know what should you do is number 1 like it's it's something that definitely deserves attention. Hundred percent. It's something that definitely you, know, you should look at. Yeah. You shouldn't ignore it. But you also, and I'm going to go ahead and eat my worries. When I was like, oh, it's a little bit scary. But that was me in reference to it sits in the environment. You can't get rid of it. It
1: blah blah blah. And I
3: look at that and I'm like, that. Hmm,
1: that it's okay. like living with a fucking monster under he's Exactly. Not going no, exa-
3: exactly. It's like it's like having <laughs> it's it's, like, it's it's like running. It's it's like having an anxiety attack where you're running around playing ESO and there's like boss music. Yeah. playing in the background and there's no boss and there, yeah. you know that there's a boss around you but you don't know where it is and it's just like in the back of your mind just kind of tickling you like there's something see exactly so,
1: something and that's man. why we trust it's you with all the stuff because gamers. you're a super nerd I is, love it so, so
3: so so the thing is is, is yeah it, it, it ESO? merits oh, ESO <laughs> is Elder Scrolls Online yeah, it's, oh. an, it's an, an <laughs> MMO
0: I knew it was something I knew it what boss nerd, music was though you, you made you like made, I was anybody knows boss music I was of like King Koopa in like Mario Kart yeah exactly <laughs>
3: exactly, and you, can, and you can do the same thing. You can say playing Zelda. You yeah, play yeah. Whatever. But, but it's, it's, you know, you got something that you know is there. There's that a that lingering stench to ex- when exactly. you're out in
1: the woods, and it's CWD, but it's nothing to be concerned about because it. I mean, it, it, is, it, there's that's 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 but it the, can't the, there is exactly, a concern, exactly. but you
3: can't let it. Like, that's I was gonna say. That's the takeaway: is is pay attention to it, be aware of it, and I mean, it, really, even though it's inconvenient, get your animals tested, if yes. for no other reason because it informs the science. And, and I sure. and I
0: don't have any like and,
3: I, that's Keep hunting and get other people out there hunting because I mean it, historically we're we're ebbing. Like like our, yes. our our numbers are ebbing, hunters are ebbing as, as you know, the baby boomer generation ages out of hunting, we're losing numbers there and there's yep. not enough people from our generation,
0: from our age cohort that are. Everybody just in. wants
1: to sit inside and play ESO. Exactly. <laughs> which <funny>. you know <laughs> which I understand,
0: which is fair. Which takes me back to why I like UDMA because they're doing a lot of stuff. Going yeah. towards Exactly. I just get, get into it like, with like, them. I don't yeah, like, make, make sure I, I don't not like it, what they push on. Yeah. Just yeah. make sure
3: that you're not letting it push you away from the stuff that you love and uh, you know, the hunter is the best conservationist and, and um, the, the thing about, uh, you know, the, the plug that I'll give from, the, the only plug that I'll give for, from you know, taking one side or the other is to advocate testing and information gathering because as a as a research scientist as a as a guy who's done public health research and learned epidemiology and how to sample things and stuff like that is if you don't know the scope of the problem you've got no clue how to deal with it right, right. and helping uh, you know agencies like the DNR understand the scope of the problem understand where are we finding these deers with these deer with CWD? Where are we? You know, what's the extent of it? How fast is it moving? Right. Yep. And and things like uh, the the one that I was really confused at when I, about at first when I was looking at the hunting regs was uh, the differential um, antler point restrictions where it was like in one section you had like high requirements for antler points and in others they were like as long as it's a spike it's fair game. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's actually I I didn't know this until I read up on it, but that's actually like an ongoing. Environmental experiment. They're trying to see Natural what's Natural experiment. Exactly. It, here we make people shoot young bucks, and here we make people shoot mature bucks. Which approach and is more five effective? Year, and
0: in five years, you're going to have something that comes out of that. And Exa- say, like, exactly. Over the course of the five years, we've done this. And so this. so so the, so the plug it. is get out, hunt, get your
3: animal tested, and help the science. And that and that kind of go back. I feel like I'm harkening back to you know all, all these uh, good points that they made right. on, on these uh, on these other podcasts. It is uh, I think it was Doug Durin made the point where he said, uh, get out, hunt, contribute to the science, and buy time for science. Because just because we don't know how to handle the problem right now doesn't mean five years, 10 yeah. years down the line, we won't know how to I like solve that. the problem. That's a good way to put that's it. Fair. It yep. is, is help science. Stall. You know, yeah. everybody, everybody needs their offensive line.
2: Yeah. You know? yeah, that's let's think, fair.
3: think about hunters as the, off- as the
0: offensive line for the wildlife biologists. I can dig I that. I like that. Well, let's anyway, got, any, nope. got any clo- closing arguments, thoughts? Comments, concerns. I've got
1: a lot of arguments, but <clears throat> I don't think we have time for that. am yeah. still eating my deer that I shoot this week. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anything, anything, uh, well, anything you wanted to say that you didn't get to say? Uh, Probably, and I won't
3: remember it until I'm trying to, to fall enough. asleep tonight.
0: We can do another one. Shit, I should have said <laughs> this. In the last bit of it, uh,
1: Eli and I uh, are going to go shoot some ducks this afternoon. And uh, I think Scott's going home. Sweet. Nico's going to Mark's thing. Going to oh, Mark's thing. I'm, Mark, Mark, I'm Mark going to go to true. Shindig. So the other,
3: the other thing, actually, one, one last thing that I wanted to touch on was uh, uh, two points. We were talking about EHD. Mm. Yeah. Um, by the time you get into deer season in Michigan, EHD is largely not a concern. Right. right. Uh, it's got a really well, relative to CWD, it's got a really well understood mechanism of infection. It's a virus. It's only spread by, by biting midges. Um, and once you have a hard frost, just like mosquitoes, yeah, those they die out, mosquito, we had it, a breaks, good frost it breaks this morning. that, yeah, yeah exactly, Whew. it breaks that infection cycle like we were talking about, um, and you don't have to worry about it. The other thing, too, is, while well, I probably would have reservations about it, I think if you kill a deer, and you find subsequently that it was infected with EHD, that you can still eat it, I, I think, I'm pretty sure. I would imagine
1: that the, that the Powers that be say nope, but yeah. yeah, but, but,
3: but since it's a viral that. infection and, and it's sure. not something uh airborne, like uh, well, EHD is ample. not
0: completely more, yeah. yeah. So, you EHD is yeah,
3: EHD is not 100% lethal,
0: yeah. They can live through that, and,
3: and you have and you have diff- actually, you have different like wild, wildly varying mortality rates right. with yeah. EHD, and that's uh, you know, since it's a virus, uh, you can have like adaptation to it right. it's not something like a protein that's in your right body it's more like the
1: flu have. rather than yeah, exactly yeah. drought
3: years are the years it, that you and, have to worry and about you can and have things it. like where further south where those biting midges are around a lot more Long in line. greater numbers Missouri, exactly Fucking Missouri. when you have an ehd outbreak you might have somewhere between like five or 25 percent mortality from it right. And then you have an EHD outbreak in Michigan where it's like a naive population that isn't really exposed to the illness, and you yeah. get like a 90% kill off. Oh, it's wow. It's ridiculous. Which we had. So it varies years, wildly years, by, how, yeah, how, by how exposed the it is. And that, and that punches back to that point you were making about like uh, the genetics in the population, yeah. and whether or not there's resistance in the population. So EHD in Michigan, typically by the time you get to deer season, um, you're not super, yeah, concerned, super about concerned about it. About it. Um, the only other one to talk about which you know, we just mentioned the big three that you wanted to talk about today, and I'm making sure that I at least yeah. hit all of them. The only other one to talk about is bovine tuberculosis, um, which uh, I, think we, I, I think I saw an article on uh, 2O's webpage a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It was reminding mm-hmm. people that bovine TB in deer is communicable to humans. It is, it absolutely is, you can right. get it. A um, Couple things to remember is that TB is a chronic infection not necessarily lethal it's uh it, it's a bacterial thing there are ways to treat it after exposure there are prophylactic procedures that you can take if you think you might have been exposed um the best advice about tb is to wear gloves when you're processing your carcass and um
1: very be aware. It's very easy to spot. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's
3: also very yeah. easy, easy to spot. Yeah, yeah. Look, be, for yeah. Look, look for yeah, it. it. Look for it's it, if, if the, and, and that's across the board. I remember as a kid, yeah, if my dad always-
2: anything that's weird when you're processing your animal, fucking toss it, man. Yeah, My dad always told me to look if for it.
3: If you're drawing a bee on that deer and it looks sickly or really skinny, don't shoot it. Let that one go. Or shoot it and let it die. If
2: you shoot it, pay attention to what you figure out. Exactly. The other
3: thing about bovine TV is that it's area, in Michigan, anyway, and Michigan is like one of the very few places in the continental United States where it's actually uh, a, a problem in free-ranging animals. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's got a very isolated area. There, it's this limited. It's like up by Alpena, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's
3: up it's up oh, in uh yeah, you, using using your hand map. It's it's like a, I think it's more like index finger area kind yeah. of yeah. whatever. But um, know, It's up somewhere. But, the but there's there's, there's there's again there's real low prevalences of it. it it's it's like notable when yeah. you find a case of it sure. in free-ranging deer. The, the, the big thing about it is that um, you find it in, like, captive uh, livestock populations. So, like, for example, there was recently around Petoskey, there was, like, a dairy farm that had an outbreak of right, bovine sure. tuberculosis. Yeah. Yeah. And veterinarians, large animal veterinarians who uh, do that kind of stuff, they understand how to test a herd they understand what our and, and in the u.s there's like a zero tolerance policy if something tests positive for bovine tb you just kill it immediately yep yep you don't want that grab a foothold well but, sweet
1: yeah um, that being
0: said thanks uh real quick before we get off i just want to we got just mark's gofundme oh yeah we got a guy laid up yeah. in the yeah yeah thanks He's for letting week. me get that last word for, in for though, sure yeah no, him Absolutely. and rodriguez both it's yeah i just wanted, wanted to go touch on that before be we close it out so <laughs> but yeah i mean you good on closing it. Yeah. Well, before we close it, I'll just we'll post some links on Facebook. Uh, we got a couple guys laid up in the hospital from a house collapsing on them and a house fire. So if you haven't seen that on the news, um, they're going to be recovering for quite some time. And I think that there's a GoFundMe still out yep, there. So we'll still post no it. Just yeah. pay attention to our Facebook and we'll post that periodically. And if you could throw a couple bucks um, their way, uh, we would appreciate it. and I'm sure so they. Absolutely. And then make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube. Give us five stars on iTunes. Five stars. It helps. Trust Keep me. Paying we need attention we need because the One name. of these days we're going to tell
2: you something cool. Thanks for all the info. That was yeah. Cool. yeah. 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 Um, yeah
0: thanks uh, for coming
3: on, man. I'm, I'm glad I was able to uh, you know, share information. Hopefully it wasn't too confused and disjointed. No, I like no. it. No. That's <laughs>
0: perfect. All right. All right. Kill, kill it. I I got kill got something. Thanks for
3: having me, guys.
2: I <laughs>